0: We kicked off a series last week for those of you who were not at the grand opening uh, last week. Number one, shame on you. Number two, uh, shirts like this are ten dollars. All right. And uh, they were only free for a limited time. And uh, we also have good anchor bracelets. <laughs> oh, well, I was trying to hustle a little bit, Kevin. But anyway, um, no, but but last week was just amazing. We kicked off our series entitled Limitless. Who enjoyed part 1 of Limitless? <sighs> I mean, it was great. Uh, Not believing the lie, a limited idea, entertain. And so today we're going to kick off part two and part two. um, I want to read the scripture. Then I'll tell you the subject of our talk this morning. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 in the NLT. This is Jesus speaking with his disciples and he's laying out um, the premises for a limitless life, living a life that is limitless and an opportunity to accomplish all that God has placed in your heart. And so sometimes we have questions when we run into uh, situations where we feel limited, right? And we're like, okay, God, I can't accomplish this. I can't do it. And we feel limited. And this is Jesus speaking. And I want to read this to you just like Jesus is sitting here speaking to you himself. And I want you to receive it just like Jesus is speaking to you himself as it pertains to you living a limitless life. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, it says this, Jesus, look at them intently, intently. Somebody say intentional. Somebody shout he's intentional. And this is what he says. He says, humanly speaking, it is impossible. I don't know who that was for this morning. There are some things that you want to accomplish. I know I was speaking with a a young man in our church, and he's looking for a job. And sometimes it can seem overwhelming. But I'm here to tell you, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, come on, everyone, say it. Come on, humanly speaking, it's impossible. But with God, So this morning, if I can take the subject of limitless part two, Uh, last week we said, don't believe the lie. This week, I'm telling you, God is able. Look at your neighbor and say, God is able. Remember, this is not a blab it and grab it, spit it and get it, name it and claim it uh, message. But this is a limitless life framed within the framework of the will of God as it relates to the word of God. And so we want to preach it in proper context and not just give you this 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 crazy thought that whatever i say i can have whatever i do whatever i want i can have it in in a sense if your will aligns with god's will that's true but sometimes like james says we act amiss We act away from what God wants and our motives are not aligned with God motives. So we don't see what we're asking for. And in that term, that's a divine. No, that's why he never called you back. Uh (laughs) Anyway. Charles Spurgeon, who's one of my favorite theologians, said the holiest of Christians and those who understand best the gospel of Christ find themselves in constant inclination to look to the power of the creature instead of looking to the power of God and the power of God alone. So he says we the the best of us as Christians, we're often looking at things we can see and determining what we can do instead of looking at God who sits outside of our canness and has his own realm of ability and not looking at him through faith. And so we're not walking by faith. And that's the only thing we need to do is look to God or God alone. The God we serve is all powerful. Um, I'm omnipotent. I'm omnipotent. That means all powerful. He has all the power and there is nothing he can't do. There is nothing he can't do. Jesus tells his disciples with God, everything is possible. And there is nothing God can't do except lie. It's the only thing he can't do, lie. We talked about that a little bit last week. God can't lie because everything he says is truth, and he is truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. So he is true, so he can't lie. It has been proven scientifically that everything has potential power. This is called your potential. You have Potential, everything created by God has potential power. It has an electric pulse. there is a current the uh, the molecules um, you know uh I studied molecular biology just so I can have a conversation with a molecular biologist uh, don 't do it and um because i I wanted to convince uh A person who is deep in academia, that their academics does not negate faith, but it confirms faith. And so what I found was in every creation um, that there is uh, at the molecular level energy. Right. We understand there's protons, there's electrons, there's neutrons. We have all these things happening in everything. And the faster these molecules move, the more energy they generate. And so everything vibrates at a frequency that God created to vibrate at. And therefore it exists the way it exists because God created it that way. And so but it does not fulfill its purpose if it does not Put that potential in motion. And so their potential never becomes kinetic or reality because it's too lazy to move. (laughs) And so we have a lot of people that have the potential to live a limitless life, but because they just understand potential. And not willing to move by faith, they don't see what God says that they can have. And so now then we look at the person on row three, seat four, and God is just blowing up in their lives. And we wonder why God is blowing up in their lives is because they move from potential to kinetic. And their molecules are moving a little bit faster. It is proving that every time we speak, things vibrate. The only reason you hear me is because there's a little bone in your ear vibrating and it's creating sounds that therefore generate pictures. And so you're really seeing my words and pictures. Oh, wow. oh. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't, you can't create. And we create limitless worlds with our words. The Bible says the worlds were framed with the words of God. Look at this first statement. If I was you, I would write this down. Living a limited life is directly a result of trusting in our human abilities. Living a limited life is a direct result of trusting in our human abilities. Look what Jeremiah writes. Jeremiah writes this, the weeping prophet. He says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. Notice what he says. When we put our trust in mere humans, touch yourself, say human. Root word humus, dirt. That's what you are. I always tell my wife I'm a dirt bag and she go, what? i be like, yeah, I, I am. I'm made from dirt, a dirt bag, I'm a spirit that lives in a dirt bag. That's what I am. But but this is what he says. When we begin to trust in a limited source, we are that word curse means deprived. What are you missing out on because all you're trusting in is your education? What are you missing out on because all you're trusting in is in your ability to uh, uh, psychologically uh, ascend? What are you missing out on because you trust in your ability to do with your hands? What are you missing out on and you're deprived of? Because you're trusting in human abilities. Because the ability of our generation has grown with technology and information, we have developed a lack of trust in God's ability. That's why we see an excursion away from the house of God is because people are beginning to trust in horses and chariots. They're beginning to trust in, in their ability. If I just get this, I can have this. And that this has nothing to do with him. Wow. You can comp- look. All right. True story. I just knew I was going to be president of the United States. <laughs> right. My brother here, he, he knows truth. I, I thought I was going to be president of these United States. And so even in my, uh, you know, BC days before Christ, um, you know, even in my BC days, I will walk up to the line of mischief and stop because I didn't want when I ran for president that stuff to come out. <laughs> I knew where to stop at and I knew who to do bad things with so they wouldn't tell on me. They could be pinched and squeezed right down. We ain't telling on each other. We taking it to the grave, right? And so, uh, but but I knew that that's what I want to do. So I started studying public speaking. I started studying all these different political figures and understanding American history and all these things. And then God threw a curveball. He was like, That's not what I want you to do. But I'm going to redeem all your foolishness and make you a preacher. Help us, Jesus. Ephesians 119 Paul writes to the church at Ephesus he says I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who what believe him him. this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand the word whenever you see right hand in the Bible that just means a place of authority okay he seats him in the place of authority so don't go to heaven saying God let me see your right hand I want to see Jesus. No, he's just saying I put Jesus in a place of authority. He says in heavenly realms, heavenly realms. He say I want you to understand the greatness of God's power for us. Somebody say I got the power. <laughs> Y'all try it. Come on. Come on, Brad. Come on, Brad. I know you know it. I I know you know it. I got the power. but we have power on the inside of us and this word power is a simple word you'll never use in your life in this original term but you probably use it all the time it's dunamis it is the inherent power Power residing in a thing by virtue of his nature or which a person or thing exerts are put forth. Dunamis. This is where we get our English word dynamite or explosive. So the word dunamis is an inherent power. Remember, I said every created thing has the potential power. By nature, you have power. We are imago Dei, created in the image of God. We are image bearers. We are witnesses, Our duplicates. The original word, duplio, witnesses, duplicates of God. And so if we look like God, we have the potential to have the explosive power of God. Oh, did you hear what I just said? If I look like my daddy, I have my daddy's potential. we man so when i walk in a room all the authority of my daddy walks in at the same time my, my 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 daughter she was at the lsu football game yesterday and uh she's texting me she's like um she texts me she said coach shahita's down on the field and i said go down there and tell her you wanna be on the field too. She says, well, I'm afraid. I said, well, that's your problem. We, because your last name is Pitts, you have the authority to walk up to a friend of the Pitts and say, I wanna be on the field. And so all the authority and the relational equity that your dad put in on the front end, you have that authority, but it was only potential. So she stayed in the stands. How many of you are staying in the stands because you're too afraid to tell people who your daddy is? And I'm texting with the starting linebacker. Telling him about my daughter, but she's still sitting in the stands. Have all the potential, have all the favor of the whole team. (laughs) Somebody shout, I got favor. favor. There is power that is on the inside of you that can change the world. Don't complain about the world if you ain't being a part of the solution. Because the power is on the inside of you. You ought to be ashamed of yourself if you're just a Facebook troll. Or Instagram intercessor, you need to get out there and do something. Come on, somebody! And so there is a power that's inside of you. Let me prove it to you. Acts chapter chapter one verse eight. This is where we see uh, Jesus saying as he said, "But I promise you this." The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. You will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remote parts of the earth. Notice Jesus tells them that after the spirit of God comes on you, then you will have power. OK, I did all that intro work, all setting up my thesis statement in the beginning to get to this point. The power that I'm talking about, you can't have if you ain't got the Holy Spirit. Yes, we, we are Holy Spirit Church. We we believe in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, he is a part of the Godhead. come on. He, he, he is the paraclete and he is alive and he is a person. Come on. It is the spirit of God that ignites the fire that's on the inside of you. That gives you the ability to do. It it wakes. It turns potential. Newton figured it out. Newton said an object at rest will remain at rest unless it is acted upon by a equal or opposite force. Here it is. You remain at rest until he And, and, and what is that? In, in the Old Testament, they call it the Ruah. In the New Testament, they call it Numa. It is the breath of God. Don't you know that when you release breath, you release your spirit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we got to be careful what we're talking about yeah. and who we talking to. Because I got the power and it's on the inside of me. We should all desire Holy Spirit to be in our lives. I want them alive, I want them active, I want them moving on my behalf, I, I want them going out, and, and it's so much deeper than just speaking in tongues. Can I preach it in context? You could be feeling not speaking tongues. I know I'm with some of your theology. Come on. <laughs> some of y'all running around talking about EKOC, 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 spelling coke backwards. E-D-D-I-E, just because you feel like you, yeah, that's what I, oh, I got the, oh, oh, oh. Ain't no more filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no power. <laughs> Can, can't pray yourself out of wet paper bag. But I got the. <laughs> now, 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 let me tell you, sometimes that will happen now. He'll throw you on the ground. Somebody talking about Holy Spirit, a, a gentleman. When, when, I, when I experienced the Holy Spirit, he made me look like a fool in front of everybody. <laughs> Nothing gentle about him. Are you learning something? Yeah. Is this good? Yeah. Should I go deeper? Yeah. So when you receive the Spirit of Christ, you are changed into something new and powerful. When you receive the spirit, write that down. When I receive the spirit of Christ, I am changed into something new and powerful. Second Corinthians 5, 16 through 17. Look, I'm not telling you my ideas. I'm telling you what the scripture says. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. Your very nature is to walk in limitless power. That's your very nature is to walk in a limitless power to walk in it. Notice this. He says you become a new creature. The old life is gone, but it doesn't happen until you have a close encounter with the spirit of God. Because here it is. When he comes on the inside of you, your whole DNA change. Something changes at the molecular level. I look the same. My voice sounds the same. I still got my gangster lean. <laughs> I, I still have the same charisma, but it's something different. It's something where you walk into the presence of a room and everybody and everything just stop and they know you're there. It's something about when the spirit of God is active in your life, that lives and communities change and your family change and your attitude change and the way you manage your life change It's because of the spirit of God because your old life is gone. Things I used to want to do. God knows I still think about it, but I don't do it. It's because the power of God that's on the inside of me, you're going to constantly go back. I, I know AA, hey, hey, they mean, well, once in hour, Alcoholic? Always alcoholic. The devil is a lie. The Bible says that I am a new creature because I am in Christ Jesus. That used to be me, but that chain has been broken. The worship team said it. Chains fall when the Holy Spirit show up. Somebody say, I got the power. power. Oh, y'all did it. (laughs) Y'all done made my day. (laughs) that's all in y'all here right now y'all gonna hear nothing else i say (laughs) somebody shout power so the let let me tell you some things that the power of, of god can do the power of god can change the world can change the world. Acts one eight tells us that the power of God will give us the ability to be messengers to the world. Jesus said in John three sixteen, he says, um, he says, for God so loved the that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He cares about the world. Don't you know that broken humanity is all around us and this world is crumbling right before our eyes? And so we are a church that believe there is hope. for what? Hope. Yes, that's right. And there's hope for every soul. So look at this quote by Charles Colson. He says this, the hope that each of us has is not in who governs us. Ooh. Are what laws are passed. Our hope is in the power of God working in the hearts of people. Yes. So, mm, we're so busy looking at who sits on the throne of the White House come on, come on. that we forget who sits in the throne of heaven. Oh, and we're cons- y'all ain't got to clap. I know I'm right. <laughs> Hosea figures this out in chapter 14. He tells, he tells, when he prophesies to the nation that's in exile, he, and they're looking, they, they were in the same spot that we thought we were in where they felt like the government had to bail them out. And he says, Assyria will not save us. The government ain't going to save us, y'all. Here it is. Because of the power that resides on the inside of us, we can preach the truth of the gospel, and this earth will be changed for God. I didn't look. Here it is. God does not. God is not an elephant or a donkey. He's a lamb. Yes. Come on. What? Why, why is that important? Because elephants want something from you. Donkeys want something from you. But the lamb gave his life for you. That's the God that we serve. Stop dividing yourself by a political preference, but you join together by the blood of the lamb that joins us all together. And we come together and we can say, how great is our God and greatly to be praised. And he wants this earth to be changed. Oh, I'm preaching good this morning. So number one, The power of God can change the world. Number two, the power of God heals the sick. It heals the sick. I know we don't preach about that anymore, but I ain't scared. I believe the word of God. If the Bible says it, that settles it. Watch what the scripture says in Luke chapter five, verse seven. He said one day he was teaching. This is Jesus. He was teaching. And there were some Pharisees, the haters and the teachers of the law, the deep haters sitting, you know, the religious church folk, uh, the Pharisees, religious church folk that said, don't. That don't exist anymore. You need to come down. It don't take all that. And so he says that he was teaching and those people were sitting there and they had come from a village in Galilee and Judea from Jerusalem. Watch this. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. And the power dunamis of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. Okay, I don't have the gift of healing, but Michelle does. She's a nurse. Come on. Come on. Can I break it down? Now, God can use me as a vessel to heal, but I don't own it. Come on. That's right. If that's the case, I quit pastoring. I'm going to hang out at every hospital every covid bed gonna be empty i'm just gonna every cancer patient i'm shutting down mary bird perkins i I mean i'm just gonna hang out there i own the gift so if i own it i could do with it what i want and so that's why a lot of us feel limited because we feel like we own what god uses Jesus still has the power over sickness that entered the world through sin. So why do good? Why do bad things happen to good people? It's because one sin, chaos entered into the earth. But I mean, it you know, by one all that leaves because of the blood of Jesus on the cross. So number one, it gives us the power to change the world. God, the power of God can also heal the sick. And number three. The power of God gives us wealth. I know some of you are talking about, oh, I'm about to play the lottery. <laughs> oh, I'm about to get six figures on Monday. what I'm talking, hey! New house! It don't work that way. Don't work that way. Let, let, let me teach it in context. Uh, Deuteronomy 8, 17 through 18 says "Just Beware, at least you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God. And it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So when I say wealth, I'm not talking about making it rain. When the Bible talks about wealth, he's talking about success. Good success. Say success. Success look different on all of us. Success look different on all of us. I might can't be rich, but I can be wealthy. But because we preach this watered-down prosperity gospel, everyone feel disappointed because they don't have stuff. I felt closer to God when we were homeless. Right, babe? You remember we were home? We didn't have nothing. Nothing. We were homeless for eight months sleeping with raccoons. And I felt close to God and, and no one really knew that we were homeless like that and it's just a piece it was a piece because we were wealthy we were we, we didn't have money but we were wealthy come on i had my health my career was headed in the right direction uh my wife's career was headed in the right direction my kids were healthy come on There was even hope at the darkest moment. That's why he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. As long as God is with me, I don't care if I'm in the valley. Come on, are you with me this morning? Somebody say success. And lastly, the power of God can change lives. Romans 1 says this, I refuse to be ashamed of the wonderful message of God's liberating power unleashed in us through Christ. For I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved, first the Jew, then people everywhere. I'm not ashamed of it. The power of God to change lives. We are in the changing lives business. We are in a changing lives business. See, some of us, we, we, we think, let, let, let's rewind. We think a changed life is having someone go from broke to balling. A changed life is someone realizing that he loves me too much to leave me where I am. That's a changed life. A changed life is to realize that my behavior does not dictate his love towards me. I can't behave out of his love. I cannot misbehave and cause God to like me less. My his love isn't merit based. If that's the case, we ought to all practice penance. All of us need to leave out of here and beat ourselves. Some of us need to give the biggest offering we ever gave in our lives today just to pay off God. But I'm here to tell you that even before you decided to change for him, he died for you. It's a changed life. Look at this statement by Dr. Michael Yusuf. He says this, the power of the gospel is far superior to any other. Why? It breaks the iron yoke of sin it shatters the chains of addiction. It flings open the gates of darkness when the gospel is preached the, the oppression of communities have to be lifted when the gospel is preached broken marriages have to get back together when the gospel is preached broken hearts are mended when the gospel is preached a nation that is running away from God will fall to her knees and worship the one true God just preach the gospel the good news of Jesus Christ and we will live a limitless life. Come on church. We will live a limitless life. Come on stand to your feet right there. Ephesians 3.20. This is one of my life verses. Along with Galatians 2.20. Ephesians 3.20 is one of my life verses. It says this never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this say all this come on I want you to think about what this is to you that that pronoun is an antecedent for what's been in your heart from divine purpose given by God it means whatever God put in your heart all this whatever this is for me this is the This for me in this season of my life is that my family is healthy and loving Jesus. And then secondly, that my anchor family is constantly growing and reaching the lost and bringing hope to every soul. That's this for me. So here it is. I I read it like this. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish making your family healthy and loving me and causing anchor to bring hope to every soul. That's how I read it. Some of you need to go in your Bible and begin to write it the right, for yourself. Write that out for yourself. Then he goes on to say he will achieve infinitely. Remember last week? I talked about how we try to filter stuff through a finite thought and tap into the infinite. We try to do it through a finite source. You cannot get infinite power from a finite source. You have to have something with greater power to power the thing that is less. Come on, that's why a sixty-watt a sixty-watt light, needs a one ten plug. <laughs> anyway, I ain't touching it. I just know what it is. I almost killed Kevin with a one ten plug. <laughs> but anyway, he says infinitely more than your greatest request, and I got big, that big, big, big request for God. I listen. Can I scare you for a second? Y'all better get used to having an elbow room at anchor. Y'all better get used to having just one location. Why? Because we're called to change the world. Man y'all tripping. Man, if you scared, say you' scared. If you're scared, go to church on Sunday, every Sunday. He says Emily more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination I'm talking to teenagers teenagers in here keep dreaming don't stop dreaming I'm telling you don't let people kill your dream young people Tide, listen to me Tide, listen to me don't you let this world put pressure on you Gen Z that's why y'all so crazy it's because God told you to dream bigger than us we're, we, we, we settled in our ways y'all gotta push the dream further dream better dream higher dream bigger go after what God don't you young people don't you let this world stuff out your dream listen he says exceed your wildest message he will outdo them for his miraculous dunamis power constantly what energizes me look at your neighbor and say plug in Again, when you acknowledge this truth, you will live a life without limits. You will live a life without limits. Who want to live a limitless life? Who want a limitless marriage? Next week, you can't miss it. Part three, because a lot of us in here, when you walked in and I'm talking about God's ability, I'm telling you what God is able to do. A lot of us accept that. But we don't understand that God is willing to do it. So you gotta come next week to hear about that. Look at your neighbor, and say come next week. Those of you who watch it online, aha. You gotta come next week. But I wanna pray for you right now. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and you may be experiencing a power outage. You lost hope. You lost hope. And you say, I just want someone to pray with me. To receive Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. You say, I want to receive Holy Spirit. Like I said, it's, it's not a spooky thing. It's just simply desiring. Desiring the good and perfect gift of the Holy Spirit. If that's you in here and you want to receive that, I want you to just lift your hand right where you are. No one looking around. Just right where you are. Just lift your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a second group of people in here. You haven't plugged into Jesus at all. You may be watching online and you don't know Jesus at all. Whenever, wherever you're watching this. And you want to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. Your personal Lord and Savior. And you want to give your life to Jesus. Come on, if that's you, raise your hand. Raise your hand. If that's you, raise your hand. If you're online, put the emoji in there, that the hand-raised emoji. It's fine. It's fine. The power of God is here. Come on, let's pray. Everyone, just lift your hands to the Father. Father, I thank you. That jesus when you left you said you're not going to leave us alone but you're going to send another one the paraclete the holy spirit the comforter the helper the mind of christ the power source that energizes us continually so father i pray god that your people will feel the power of god in their everyday life the power of god to To help them understand. Mm. I feel God just working in your heart right now. The power of God to help them heal. Mm. The power of God to change the world. The power of God to be wealthy. To have good success. Father, I thank you for the power of God to change lives. Everyone pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I love you. Come into my life. Come into my heart and I'll live for you. I lay down my old life and I become a new creature. And Jesus, I declare, I'll live for you forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name, everyone shout Amen. Give God a shout of praise! Thank you for joining us for this message. If you'd like to learn more about Anchor Chapel or support our ministries, you can visit anchorchapel.com or follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.